Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To, uh, uh, we'll do that first thing Monday. Uh, get that out to you signed, and the hardcover will be on its way. Okay, that's awesome. Eric put mine uh, in the mail yesterday to you. Cool. And, uh, yeah. He yeah, goes I, from being the I, head of WCW to her assistant. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's, that's that's awesome. Man, how the fighty have fallen. Eric's Eric's become your assistant. That's awesome. Hey, you know. Now, in all honesty, if he were here, he would literally say to you, I've become her bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> You know, what? You, you, you know what? You could keep that in Wyoming all you want. That's, just, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even deal with that. That's for sure. Well, uh, we have got uh, a great guest with us today, and, and uh, I've got Mr. Jay Izzo, the Internet Doctor, riding shotgun with me today. He, of course, has his uh, terrific background there. Uh, I don't know if that's green screen or what that is, Jay. No, no, actually, but, uh, can I tell you something? True story. True story <laughs> about this background. So I am literally sitting at Bill Cowher's desk. I at Literally Bill Cowher, Super Bowl coach. I'm literally sitting at his desk. That behind me is actually a backdrop um, that I, 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 I had. And I had several backdrops. And this one just worked. And when I do my show. Um, although it's about to change because I just ordered a custom backdrop with the show, the new direction show with stuff on it, but it's just always worked. And, um, I've had several people go, God, I love your office, man, your office is outstanding. <laughs> and it, do I see booze in the back? And I go, yeah, that's booze in the back. And I go, God, what do you have all back in there? I said, I really don't know. I can't read it. It's part of my backdrop, you know? So, uh, <laughs> I can't read it. It's part of the backdrop. That's awesome. Yeah. So well, uh, we also have with us today, as they used to say on on, on Jeopardy, a returning champion. Uh, Lori Bischoff is with us. Uh, <laughs> she is uh, fantastic. And uh, the last time we had her on, we had all sorts of people mention that uh, they couldn't get enough of her. So I was uh, sending people to her her podcast and everything else. And uh, then there was all sorts of people that. Uh, because of the fact that we go to Vegas every year and we interview the porn stars, everybody always wondered why I never covered Lori's modeling work the last time she was on. So, I guess we're going to cover that today at some stage of the game. We, we, oh, okay, well, so, okay. Hold on. Let's make sure we clarify there's no connection between Lori's modeling work and... And porn stars in Vegas. Yes. I think we, okay, first None. of all, we need to make that clear. Secondly, <laughs> I've been trying to, Wow. And this and this and this is I, why I have you know, Jay Izzo here. G rated show. You know, my show's a G rated <laughs> show. Okay. Yes. I know I know your show is not exactly It's G-rated. all over the my place. My show's a G rated yes. show. All right, that's fine now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't prepared to discuss her modeling career. I was pre- prepared to discuss her book. Uh yeah. at you know, because you know, we're both coaches. Uh, Lori and I are both coaches as well, and we both uh 
do performance coaching. And I wanted to talk to her about that because, uh, you know, her premise of her book, uh, we, we're on the same page with all that when we do our coaching and um, as well. And so I wanted to kind of get into, I, I love, because I love her whole idea, you know, I mean, the whole idea about you can choose your happiness, you know, why are you waiting? You know, it's, and I uh, want to talk, I want to dig into that a little bit. Can we do that? Yes, let's start. Let's go. Okay. We're, do we're, it. We're, we're, uh, do you want, we're do you want to give us an intro, James? Well, I, I kind of just did, but uh, I've, 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 I've got, uh, of course, the fantastic, uh, like a blowfish in a twine factory, Doc, Dr. J is uh, with us. He is, uh, he's, he's a best-selling author. He's a motivational guy. He does speaking. He's got a fabulous office, as he mentioned earlier. <laughs> and then uh, we have Lori Bishop with us today. She, of course, a uh, little bit of everything. You can find her at uh, Lori B Life Coach on the Twitter machine. And, of course, uh, LoriBishop.com. And uh, she is just amazing. She, she's, like I said, she, she has skills in a little bit of everything. So, uh, so Doctor Izzo, where yeah. where do we want to start here? So, listen, I really want to start with common sense happiness because uh, I, I, first of all, I love the premise of the book, and I think in terms of what we've got going on today, in terms of COVID and everything else, I think it's really it really is important that. Uh, we really start talking about that we have some choices, even in the midst of something as a pandemic. And I know that there are people who are also struggling in terms of, you know, people are taking some job losses and some job hits. We've got businesses that are struggling and those type of things. But I think, Lori, and, and I think it's really kind of important, don't you think? I think your book is actually really fitting for a time like this. Sure. To, I mean, so let's 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 talk about first of all the very basic premise of your book before we dig into the nuts and bolts of it. So right. talk about the very basic premises of, and I know it's hard because I, I put you on the spot, but let's talk about common sense. The very very basic premise of common sense happiness. Sure. Well, I think first of all, just the name common sense happiness, and I I took a lot of time to to choose that title be, because I just don't think it's that complicated. Mm. So. It's just, it really, really is, if you think about it, it's, it's common sense because we have choices. In, at least in this country, we have a lot of choices. And I think that people tend to overcomplicate things that really are not complicated. I mean, you know, shooting people into space and bringing them back alive is complicated. That's complicated. <laughs> and we can do it. And we can repeat it successfully. But people seem to think that figuring out how to find their own sense of happiness and, and peace and contentment, it's just, it's so complicated. And I just don't think it is. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not hard. Um, but really, it boils down to um, attitude and habits and beliefs. And if you get that, if you would just willingly or, or at least be open to accept that I have choices because really this is all about my belief system, my attitudes, and the habitual way that I 
move through the world and the habitual way that I ascribe meaning to things. And and if you just kind of take a step back and and go, well, you know what, those those are all things. If you think about it, those are all things under each individual's control. So even when we can't control what's going on in the world, uh, in our town, in our home, a lot of times there are people, especially right now in this lockdown situation, that feel almost like a prisoner in their home. You know, maybe the home life isn't so good, but you still have um, a choice on the meaning you're going to ascribe to that. You have a choice on how you're going to strategize to change things moving forward. Yep. So, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't just instantly change your mind. Be happy and get unstuck and life is, you know, joyful in a moment. It's not about that. But it is about you You absolutely have the control to move in that direction and start to change things, beginning with a shift in your thinking. As I always say on my podcast, that's the whole thing. When you're stuck or when you need a reset, you know, when you need to level up, overcome a challenge, none of those things can happen until you shift the way you're thinking about things and the meaning that you're applying to things but you have to start there because otherwise what happens we people go out and think i'm going to change this i'm going to change that and then they do something externally and make a change like a diet or an exercise those are the most obvious prevalent ones right and they can't sustain them because they haven't changed the way they think about things so so it's not sustainable so happiness common sense happiness is all about look this is not rocket science. Yes. It's just, these are the things. So I've got five really simple, basic principles. And these are principles. I call them the life amazing principles because I think that life is like a maze and I think it's amazing. So if you want to create an amazing life, right, then just start. If you're a beginner into personal growth and self-improvement um, and, and it's important to you to start feeling like you have a a sense of control over your life, this is a wonderful way to start because there are five basic principles that you can start implementing into your life, shifting your thinking. It's really, this is about shoring up your mental diet. I love that. We're we're talking with Lori Bischoff uh, here on the Jiggy Jaguar show. And uh, my name is Jay Izzo. I am also known as the internet doctor and I get to uh, occasionally James brings me in. Uh, evidently, his lips get tired, and so he brings me in to, uh, as the reliever to do that. And so I get That's to awesome, I get to bring in my six feet four inch two hundred fifty pound body into the studio. Do that whole thing. So, uh, so plus, Lloyd, plus, plus things, you have think, a better studio than mine. So, <laughs> so Lori, Lori, one of the things that I think that is difficult for people. And I think people are hearing you loud and clear, and you're right. We, we, it does start with our thinking. Yes. But I think what happens is we are so focused on our circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I think what's hard and difficult, and I think I would love to hear from you, you know, where do we start? How do I, I I'm, I'm thinking about people who come to me and come to you too and say, but you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand what I've been through. You don't understand, you know, how do we get, how do we make that shift from being so focused on that, the, the thing that I'm in is in front of me mm-hmm. to making that mind shift? Right. Well, first of all, I think that, um, 
not walking in each other's shoes in the past doesn't change the reality of where we're at right now, doesn't change the reality of where you have found yourself now, where I'm at right now, and it doesn't it doesn't really affect where you're going. So I think this this thing that people um, I think it's a a habit. Um, it's a habitual mindset to use your past experience as that's your story as the reason that you can't do or be or have what you want to do or be or have now moving forward. Now that doesn't mean that it doesn't um, that it's not uh, something that in some cases, depending on the, ex- you know, how extreme it is. I mean, sure. If you're a person with PTSD, you've got some past trauma to work through, right? And, and that may be really a big obstacle that you just need to deal with and work with a professional on in order to kind of open you up to being able to move forward without the obstruction of that <clears throat> constantly coming up for you. But if you're someone, let's, let's say, um, you know, you're someone that uh, I came from a dysfunctional family and my dad was an alcoholic and, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, that's a very common thing, this, the, the dysfunctional family. And, you know, uh, every, every man I ever have cheats on me and, you know, the, the story. And I think that um, it's just, for me, it's very important to keep steering people to the present right. and again except in an extreme case where there's other serious stuff that needs to be worked through with with a professional in that area but if you are somebody that is relatively emotionally stable and you have the will and the desire to change the course of your life and change the direction for me what I like to do is, you know, when things come up from the past, then, and it's still a, um, a block, an obstacle, we talk about the meaning. And we have to change the meaning of that, what that experience was, right. in order for you to be able to get into, shift the headspace and find something that's, that, that you can work with, that you can use moving forward. Otherwise, it uses you and it keeps you in kind of a victim mentality and once if you can't get out of that victim mentality i mean again that's that's a stuck place so changing the meaning of those past experiences or circumstances is really important when they're a block uh, i could not agree with you more and, and here is where i think people have to reevaluate and and you kind of go through this in your book actually is you have to reevaluate your past as not necessarily a negative as but you got to find the positives in those things because listen uh i have said on occasion on occasion i have said listen if you look up the word dysfunction my family's there okay and that's the picture you're going to see is is dysfunction but the truth of the matter is that dysfunction was so good for me because if it wasn't for that dysfunction i would have never gone on to want to be interested in psychology i would have never gone to grad school i would have never want to seek out why you know my parents were the way they were and why you know their generation you know because my parents had me so much later in life Mm-hmm. And they came from the silent generation. And in going back and understanding that here, both of my parents were born in the midst, you know, of the Great Depression. Yeah. 
right? And so what what did I expect? And so when you when you start seeing that, those are really gifts. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that that's so key what you just said, Jay, because until you are willing to stop blaming um, your past parents or spouse or circumstances on where you are now and why you can't move forward um, and and are willing to look at that and come at it from a new perspective of understanding yes but these are these are human beings too and these are the tools they had in their tool bag and this is just this is just how it went um, so I think allowing yourself to be a little softer and a little more understanding about you know what may have occurred and how things went uh, for you, so that you can be able. It allows you to let it go, right? And to use it again to your point, use it as wow, yeah. But now I have such a greater understanding of of human behavior, at least in this you know situation, and and then you can use that for the the ways that you want to be of service in the world now. Her name is Lori Bischoff, and we're talking to her about her book, Common Sense Happiness, Five Principles for People Who Want to Stop Whining, Bitching, and Suffering. And she's doing us <laughs> here that, on the wow. Jiggy Jaguar uh, program. And uh, and by the way, if you have not downloaded the Jiggy Jaguar app, that is something you should do immediately because friends do not let friends not download the Jiggy Jaguar app. <laughs> so make sure you do that. And also, you know what? Make sure that when you're ordering your stuff off on Amazon, and who is not doing that today? Why don't you go to the Jiggy Jaguar? It's jagshow.com. Why don't you just scroll down a little bit, click on the Amazon link from his show, because that's a great way to support his show is uh, through buying your stuff through Jiggy Jaguar. It's not going to cost you an extra dime. It just means he gets a few extra dollars to help support and um, his show and all the things that he's doing. And so, Lori, I, 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 one of the other things that you said in the intro to, as, as you were talking, is, you know, we have to get our mind we have to we have to start talking to ourselves in a way that we start changing our thought patterns. We have to start yes. self talk has to be start to start. We have to start breeding that in our brain. But I think one of the things, and then you use the word habit, mm-hmm. and I think the thing that people have to understand, it requires discipline up front. But discipline is only discipline until it becomes a habit. Yeah, because then it's no longer discipline. And All I right. think. I think what people forget, and and you know, you have a great story in your book, but you, you know, of you know, this whole thing of literally people are running your life, <laughs> you know, right? You're in your modeling career, and people are running your life and telling you go here, do this, do this, and then some people are telling you you're not going to make it, you're not going to be, you're not going to right? And there's people out there who are listening to the show who are going, oh, I can totally relate to that. I feel like I've always been told what I'm supposed to do. I've been told I'm not good enough. I've been told that I can't do it. And changing that mindset does require initially intention and discipline. Mm-hmm. But right long enough, then it starts to become a habit. Mm-hmm. And, and then, right, and, and I think people want to know, well, how long is that going to take? But we don't really have a, uh, we can't like say, Right. I mean, we don't really know what the time frame is. Everybody's different or I got that wrong. Sure. Sure. No, exactly. Exactly. Jay. I mean, everybody's different. How bad do you want it? How much time are you willing to devote to becoming that version of yourself? I mean, you know, it's really like I, I think that 
evolving the way you think, stretching your mind, uh, exercising that mental muscle isn't any different than going to the gym and exercising, you know, your biceps and your triceps and your quads and whatnot. If you only go and do it twice a month, you're probably really not going to see any improvement. You're just going to get sore for a couple days. And... (laughs) You know, and you're going to maybe feel good that you did it when you were done and like, yay, rah, rah. And it's, I think it's like that with this. If, if this is something that you really are seeking, if you are a seeker, then it is a, I think it becomes a way of life. That's how it has worked for me. It, right. It's just become a way of life. And you, because it feels good and because the more you feel like you are learning to master little parts of yourself, the way that you think, the way you react, the way you respond, um, the way you manage your emotions, as you start to realize that you have more and more control over that and the more you learn and the more you become aware and you catch yourself, the more you like that because it feels good because you suffer less. So the more you want to do it, it just becomes, uh, you know, something that you will learn a little bit and then you'll practice that and you'll, you'll be good at it becomes a way of being. And then you seek out the next thing and then you do that and you practice it and it becomes a way of being or a lifestyle. And then you seek out the next thing. It's a constant evolution. Um, so how long does it take? Well, if you're a true seeker, it's, it never stops. It's your entire life. That's, I've been I've been on this path since I was a teenager, thank you to my mother, and I am now 59 years old. And I don't see that I, the more I learn about myself, the more I know about how much power and control and freedom I have to expand and evolve as an individual and how much untapped potential there is, the more I realize I'm not even close. I have so much more work to do. And to me, that's exciting and it's fun because... It's endless. I, I just think that that's super exciting and inspiring. I, I, I agree with you. It is, it is expiring. And, and, you know, here's the thing I think that if people are paying attention, you know, because you talk about this in, in your first chapter, you know, happiness to be or not to be mm-hmm. is the name of the first chapter. But I think, you know, unknowingly, I'm not saying it's a conscious thing that we do, and you, you call them band-aids, but unknowingly, we are going to fill ourselves with something. Yep. You know, we, I mean, yep. whether it's, whether it's uh, drugs, alcohol, we're going to try, and you say this so beautifully, you know what, you keep trying to t- apply this external band-aid to an internal problem. Right. 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 And yes. I, I think, you know, people, I think what happens is for many folks is they don't even realize that they have started applying all these band-aids mm-hmm. and and it comes and it comes in so many different forms i mean because it doesn't have to be something like alcohol or drugs or yeah. it, it i mean it could be sex it could be it, it, yeah. i mean it, you, it could, could be, be shopping could be gambling right? yeah eating chocolate um and i know i'm treading on dangerous ground for some of you out there but (laughs) but the the truth of the matter is you're you're filling yourself with something that is dissatisfying in your life and and you you point this out so beautifully in your your chapter this first chapter and i think I, i i don't i don't think we're doing it necessarily consciously no it and but getting that shift, being aware of it, right? Being aware 
I think is is probably critical. Don't yeah. you think? I mean, yeah. awareness that you're that you're filling yourself with something. It sounds again really simple because uh, it is. Again, it's common sense. The more you are aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it, the more control you're going to have over how much of that you want to do. Is that good for me? Is that is that moving me toward what I'm really seeking or is it actually moving me further in the other direction? Um, so I think developing um, a sense of awareness over why you're doing the things you're doing is really important. Um, and again, that's not a complicated thing, but it's hard because it's creating a new habit. Most people are moving yeah. rather mindlessly through their day. People eat mindlessly. Yes. You know, they're <laughs> you, we eat mindlessly. It's like just imagine, you know, if you're if you're standing on the um, where the screen is in a the theater, looking out at the audience. I mean, everybody is just going like this. Nobody oh, knows yeah. what they're eating. Yeah. They're just mindlessly doing this you're not paying attention um so it's just uh, a, a really important to to understand that if you are doing something that that you know be, you don't feel good you feel uncomfortable in your life something's missing you're either uncomfortable you feel a void or you are unhappy and suffering in some way so you try to fill that void or ease the pain you try to move yourself out of whatever that version of pain is for you and you try to find a way to bring pleasure there so you know because nobody likes to be uncomfortable so number one is i think getting developing the awareness that that discomfort that you're feeling either physically or emotionally mentally is trying to tell you something so rather than trying to run away from it you sitting down and listening and go, what is this trying to tell me? Because you know, you just got to sit down and have the talk with yourself and listen because you, you, you know, Jay, everybody's got the knowingness buried somewhere in there and it's just a allowing it to come out. But that's very, a very difficult move for a lot of people because if they admit that they know what's up for them, then that means they either are, have to take ownership take responsibility, and then make a shift and make a change, which is hard, yeah. or they just go, well, they're going to feel guilty. They know what's wrong, but they're not going to do anything about it. And that's hard too. So it's a very tough place for people to be in. And so, yeah, you go for, you go for the chocolate or you go for the gambling, or you go for the, you know, whatever <laughs> band-aid it is. And you just immediately after maybe years or decades of this, um, you get sick because all that discomfort and angst and stress and unhappiness, yep. you know, results in uh, an explosion of our chemical factory in our body, right? And then it manifests itself in some form of illness or disease. You're going to pay. <laughs> You're so right. Her name is Lori Bischoff. <laughs> uh, her book is, uh, by the way, it's, you know what, it's Common Sense Happiness. You know, that's just what it is. And and what she's talking about here on the Jiggy Jaguar program uh, is really, she, she says it over and over again, it sounds like common sense. It is common sense. Yes. The problem is is that our, our difficulty is is that it's not always easy. And right. uh, that's, that's the thing. You know, Lori, one of the things that I was thinking about, I really strongly dislike 
the word that the phrase comfort food because uh-huh. is it i mean that says it all doesn't it mm-hmm. i mean does i mean does that not really say really what we're doing to ourselves regardless of what it is is that we're looking for something to comfort us and you're offering an alternative here because right. the alternative is is much deeper than that and yes. in terms of okay so you're putting these band-aids on all right we now now we need a shift Right, we need to shift ourselves somewhere here. We need to have a shift in our thinking. I want I want you to talk about for a second because I think you'd kind of address this in in a roundabout way too. Is that is that gratitude is really a strong piece mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Our shift? Let's it, let's talk gratitude because I I find gratitude to be very powerful in the mind shift when it I, comes. Yeah, yeah, I, you're absolutely right, Jay. Because it's hard to be. It's really difficult to stay in a emotional state of extreme negativity when you are expressing and realizing that you're grateful for something, you know, gratitude on some level. It it is a it's as easy as breathing. It's just right there for us. It's right there. All you got to do is do it. All you have to do is just do it. And I know that's really, really difficult. I don't mean to, to oversimplify it or minimize the extreme um, discomfort and hardships that, that many people have been in and are in now. But again, to suffer less, that's such an easy right there place to start there is just always always something that you can be grateful for and and it may be just the smallest littlest thing for you but it's a start and i think that when you when you really if you get into a place of focusing on that you know what a lot of people say i don't you know i can't meditate i don't believe in meditating or it doesn't work for me or i don't do it right i don't know what the right right way is you don't if, if that's not your cup of tea I think that's super cool. No big deal. There are other ways to get yourself into the state of sort of feeling connected with yourself and finding some place of peace. And I think gratitude is a wonderful way to do that. So like for me, that's what I do every night when I go to bed. I lay my head down on the pillow and the last thoughts I have as I drift off to sleep are everything that I'm grateful for. And it's just, it, it just, it shifts something in you. It just, it really, it really truly does if you can sincerely find something. Now, the trick is you can't bullshit yourself. You can't (laughs) say, well, I'm so grateful that, you know, my partner, you know, got wasted today and beat the crap out of me. But hey, I'm alive. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're probably not grateful for that. Um, but so I'm not saying, you know, you've got to be honest. So find something that you can be honest about. I'm grateful that at least I, you know, can still walk and talk. I can see I have all my senses and I have the ability, should I choose to take it, to make a change. I'm grateful for that, that I have a choice and, and I'm working my way there. So you can find something. And I think the thing is, you've got to find the thing that at least you can be honest about. You know what I mean? I and do. start. I do. I so, I so agree with you. And, and, you know, there's so many ways to do this. I am a, I am a hab, my habit is to wake up every morning and write down seven things I'm grateful for. 
Mm-hmm. And the reason I choose to start my day that way is because, and and by the way, and, and when I say seven things I'm grateful for, some days it's, I am just grateful for that cup of coffee that I have in my hand. Oh, yes. Right? I'm, I'm just yes. grateful for the cup of coffee. I'm serious. And then, and then I may add to that, I'll take the cup of coffee and I'll walk and I'll look out my window and I've got this beautiful backyard and I'll see my garden and I've got a tomato starting to change colors and I'll just go, you know what? I'm really grateful that I've my garden's growing and I've got these tomatoes that are going to be ready to eat, you know, in just a few days. Right. I mean, it, it sounds so simple. Right. But then mm-hmm. it gets, then it can get a little deeper. You know, I'm just grateful that I am not the same person that I was yesterday, that I've learned something from yesterday and I'm yep. grateful for yeah. the person I am today. Right. Yeah. And, and I am, you know, you, you start moving down that path <clears throat> for me. What I, what I love about doing them in the morning is that regardless of what happens in my day, I go back to what I wrote in the morning at night. And you know what the truth is? Those same seven things I wrote first thing in the morning are absolutely just as true I st- at night. You know what? That cup of coffee was really, really good. Right. <laughs> it's That's true. Right. It's true. It is. It, it does, and it changes you, right? I mean, it, it does. You can't help it. It, you can't help it, and so if you if you want it badly enough, you will at least try it because it works. And I I do a very a similar thing. You know, I wake up every morning. I look literally out my bedroom window, and I see all of the mountains leading up toward Yellowstone Park, and it's beautiful. And I I go, I'm so grateful to be here, and I'm so grateful I get to see this every day. I'm so grateful, you know, that um, I get to get up and I get to make shit happen today. I just, I, I mean, there's just so many things that you can still be grateful for. Yes. I'm grateful, you know, that, oh, my plant, I haven't killed it yet. It's still alive. (laughs) But yeah. And and I'm so grateful, right. That the point is, or, or for me, and like you say, I love, I love getting up each day feeling like I know a little bit more, or I'm a little bit wiser. or I'm a little bit more, conscientious than I was the day before. I'm a little bit more of something, you know, that has helped me evolve as a person each day. Yeah. I, I think, I think, I think gratitude, you know, we, there's that old cliche, you know, gratitude changes attitude, but it really is true. If you will yep. stay with it and you know, if you'll stay with it and every person that I've ever interviewed, you know, I don't care who the success person, successful people that I've ever interviewed has has always included that there's some sort of a gratitude piece in 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 what they do but there's another thing that you kind of allude to too and that is sometimes we got to turn off the noise yeah right yeah. because we can be thrown so much negativity at us that we've got we also have to be really really intentional about shutting down the noise because Right. I mean, as, as you point out, right, it, that influence that can have a negative influence on us. So we have to be really careful of that. Talk about that a yeah, little bit more. Yeah. You have to really be your own um, gatekeeper of what you're going to allow in and and dwell on. So really, that's the important thing is, um, you know, sometimes you're in a situation where um, you just can't get away from the conversation around you. And maybe it's really negative. And, you know, that's part of actually one of the, the principle two in my book is called Hold Your Power. And that's really what that's really what we're talking about here is it's learning to um, to control how much you're going to allow what's going on around you 
to affect yeah. your own thinking and your own emotions. Sometimes you don't have a choice and, you know, you're in a situation, you know, maybe it's a family gathering or maybe it's a work thing or maybe it's a whatever thing and it's just coming at you and you can't not hear it, but you don't have to agree with it. You don't, in your mind, you don't, even if you don't want to verbally, you know, be like, I don't want to like, you know, be butting heads with anybody. You don't have to. But in your mind, you don't have to be in agreement. You don't have to give up your power and, you know, decide that you're going to breach your own integrity by agreeing with something you don't agree with. Or maybe you, you know, maybe you agree a little, but it's too negative and you'd rather just do your own thing. So I think that the thing is, as long as you're not in agreement um, with the negativity, and if you can remove yourself from it, even better. Sometimes you can't, but in your mind, you can have your own discourse going on. You can go, hmm, whatever, that's their thing. Uh, you can, when I, sometimes I get to a point where I, I see just craziness going on or hear ridiculousness being chatted about and I just kind of pretend in my mind like I'm watching a show and I'm just amused I just <laughs> I just great. I just look people are the human human beings are nuts I mean let's face it <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> as, a, as a psychological professional I am grateful for that because I don't have a job without it okay that, I'm just gonna just say that right now I am very I'm very happy that uh, we are un very unsettled and neurotic I gotta be I mean, honest right? it's just we're, we're all uh, and I I mean I mean that with love I really do but because you know really Again, back to technology and the um, amazing advances we've made and, you know, literally shooting people into space and, you know, we can we can do what we're doing right now, which was unheard of just a couple decades ago, less than that, you know, 15 years ago or 20 years ago, doing, being able to do what we're doing. But there's some things we just can't seem to get right after thousands yes. of generations and we just can't get our shit together. So... <laughs> You know, you go, why exactly is that? Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe, you know, we have to realize that we're just, we're all evolving at our own pace. Our, our level of consciousness is what I'm talking about. We're, we're all at our own level of consciousness, of conscious awareness. You know, we've got a collective consciousness, but we're all individuations of God or source or whatever your belief is. That's that's my belief. Um, and and we're all, you know, doing our thing. And sometimes we all connect and, and we things are fluid and we flow and, and life is good. And then we don't. I mean, we're all just at these different places. It's 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 barely controlled chaos. Right. Yeah. But it so so back to Sometimes I just sit back and I go, look at us crazy human beings. Look at what is going on in the world. <laughs> this is fascinating to me. So the thing is, it's not that I it's not that I am making fun of things, but I have to I just think that perspective, keeping things in perspective so that you don't let what appears to be negativity and tragedy completely rule your emotional state. It, because that's what happens if you don't manage how you're looking, the meaning you're applying to things. If you don't manage what these things mean and have a, a higher possibility, a higher reason, uh, a, a faith that, you know, 
there's a reason, even if you don't know about it, then it's just going to be really hard for you to find your version of happiness. Does that make sense? No, it does. Uh, We're talking with Lori Bischoff, uh, author, Common Sense Happiness, uh, and uh, here on the Jiggy Jaguar program. And uh, she's she's blessing us with her time, and she's just outstanding, by the way. Get the book. All right, it's available. It's available at Barnes and Noble, bookstores everywhere. But available on Amazon. Available on her. You can go to her website. Actually, it's L O R E E B I S H O F F. Yeah, yeah, C H O F F. Sorry, lost. I lost the C. Um, is what I did there. I apologize. So it's L O R E E. B-I-S-C-H-O-F-F dot com. You can check her stuff out. We're talking about, matter of fact, we're talking through Common Sense Happiness. And we just, we're talking about boundaries, actually, uh, is what we're talking about, you know, maintaining your own power. And I think boundaries, you know, there's a misconception about boundaries. And you really brilliantly um, stated it. I think, one, I think when we set a boundary, you know, we have this boundary, we're going to walk away from it. Right. I mean, if you look at the people who are in AA, right, they said they make very clear boundaries Mm -hmm. about where they're going to go, who they're going to intersocialize with, who they're going to be. And that's not always the case. So then what happens is you have to set, like you said, you have to set a mental boundary. Mm -hmm. And, and, And by the way, it's it's too late. It's too late if you haven't thought about it. Right. I mean, if you you can't you can't walk into a bad situation if you haven't thought about what boundaries. Right. You can't set yeah. those boundaries on the spot. Right. Yes. It's, it's pretty difficult. Yeah. Right. I mean, because part of being able to know what your boundary is is knowing kind of what your personal constitution is. Um, what are your values? You know, what are your what are they, and where do they stop and start? You know, are they um, are they something that you only apply in this situation, but not in that situation? You know, how much integrity do you have around what your values are? So, if you haven't done that in in your life, sat down and went, okay, these things are really really important to me. So, you know, the most obvious things that most people have, you know, honesty and um, loyalty, um, you know, a work ethic, just, I mean, basic fundamental, do no harm. I mean, basic fundamental things. But if you're not living them with the utmost integrity, then they will easily be breached depending on the situation that you find yourself in. You can easily um, not I- implement your boundaries if you've decided if you know what they are, if, but you have to know, I think, what those values are. I think you have to have some sense of a personal constitution um, in order to be able to do that. It's it's so true. I, it it really is. You you have to you have to have it up front. You just can't you can't wait till the last moment. I want to move on a little bit because there's something else that you kind of also kind of talk about a little bit, and I, I know you don't phrase it this way, but it's something that I've picked up. Uh, from the special operation forces guys that I have, I have interviewed, and you know whether they were in Black Hawk Down in Mogadishu or whether they were Navy SEALs or Delta Force, or and they always talk about every one of them talked about you're only as good as your training. Mm-hmm. Because when things go bad, and you're exhausted, and you're tired, and you're worn out, 
the only thing you have left to rely on is your training. And I think when you talk about this whole idea of making shift happen and then changing your chain, there's this part of me that sees that, you know what, you have got to continually practice those thought processes. You have got to continually, not just practicing them in your head, but then you have to make them take action. Right. And, yeah, and you have to it, Right, and you have to implement yeah. them. But you, you, you can't just, again, you used, you used it, so I'm going to take your example. If you decide that you're going to go to the gym, okay, you are not going to see results the very first day you go to the yes. gym. Right. You're just, you're just, I'm sorry, you're just not going to, you, you have to be there regularly. As you point out, you can't do it two days a week, two days a month. Right. You, know, you have to be doing it regularly. So let's talk about, you know, how do we get, once we get to this mind shift, let's talk about putting that into action. What does that look like? So, first of all, I think um, part of it is going back to something that you said that you do every day and that I do every day, which is I start my morning with these thoughts and, and I go through this routine and then I end the day with this routine. So, that's like doing reps in the gym. That's uh -huh. like right picking up a weight and doing your reps and that's what you do. right? So, that's, that's exercising that mental musculature and making it stronger. Um, and, and then I think you gotta, I kind of go with when I'm working with people, most people need to start with baby steps. Most mm. people are looking mm. to make a change in their lives. Amen. Um, it's right. It's the rare person, not, not impossible, but it's the rare person that can do a 180 over a weekend and say, that's it. I've had enough. I'm, I'm, I've been going this way. I'm going to completely go this way and I'm done. It happens, but not that often. Most people, you know, so I, I, I call it my um, Kaizen coaching. So Kaizen is the Japanese business philosophy. Are you familiar with it? So it's just constant. It's, it's just constant improvement. You are constantly and consistently improving and evolving whatever it is you're working on. So I kind of adapt that to, all right, what are we working on? What's, what is something that you feel you could shift, put into action, take an action step right now that's going to move you in the direction that you're trying to go? And let's pick something that you feel pretty confident that you can be successful at. Mm. So, you know, if you have a person that has never worked out in their life, and now they find themselves, you know, overweight, out of shape and sick, you're not going to say, I want you in the gym five days a week. We're going to, you know, first we're going to meet out in the field and do calisthenics. And then we're going to, you know, go inside and blah, blah, blah. And then after that, you know, you're going to run three miles. You're not going to do that. It's, <laughs> they'll die. But it's really true. It's really true what you're saying here, because the reason why people don't shift their brain, the reason why why they don't follow through on the action is because they try to do too much too fast yes and so one of the things that i i always end up saying with with clients is that look however you are right now let's say you're a 40 year old guy however you are right now physically mentally emotionally you have been practicing to be this way for 40 years 
So that means you're really, really good at it. You don't even have to think about it. Just like driving a car. You don't have to think about putting the key in and putting your foot on the brake and putting the car in reverse. You don't, you just do it, right? You don't have to think about it. So, so understand that to start making some shifts like you want to make, it's going to take practice and it's going to take layering things on, you know, layering things up. We're going to start here and then we're going to build on that. We're going to get good at it. We're going to build on it. And then we're going to get good at that. We're going to build on that. And that I think, you know, the action steps along with the constant um, practicing of shifting the way you're thinking, those things together just incrementally over time, now you're practicing a new way of being and doing and thinking and more likely to have effective lasting change. Yeah. By the way, we're talking with Lori Bischoff um, here on the, the Jiggy Jaguar show, um, jagshow.com. And uh, by the way, download the app because it's just a great app and you can listen to uh, past shows. You can listen to this show and uh, you can listen to everything that Jiggy does. And, uh, or as uh, one of his friends calls him, uh, Jigmund Freud. I love Jigmund. Uh, well, I think, Lori, I think one of the things that, you, again, and you brilliantly have pointed out here is, you know, we have learned a set of behaviors and a set of thought processes over the course of our life, however long that life is. Yeah. And so we don't have to think about it. And so then we here we come back and we have to change that thought process. And in incrementally making these small changes. And I love baby, I love baby steps. As a matter of fact, Lori, I, you, you remember the movie, What About Bob? Do you remember, with Bill Murray, this is back in the 90s, and he was this neurotic guy, and uh, what, what, who was the, who was, J- James, help me, who was the guy who played the what psychiatrist? Bob? Good uh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> that the, is, that is going back a few years, sir. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> I can't remember who the, I can't remember who the actor was that played the psychiatrist, but so here's Bob. This was it Richard guy. Dreyfus? Richard Dreyfus. Oh, you. I love him. Yeah, that, that's okay. so he okay. plays the psychiatrist, and he he says, Bob, uh, I have come across this fascinating book that has just recently come out, and he they pan over to the wall, and it's all the same book, and it's written by Richard Dreyfus's character called Baby Steps, and I have always wanted to really write the real book of baby steps because it is really so true that we cannot I, I i listen i love momentum i love when people talk about momentum but the problem is i think and and what i love about your book you know change your chain is that we so badly want to get into momentum that we don't understand all the small steps that it takes first yeah yes before yeah. we before you can romance your life, right? Because I mean, romancing your life is really the momentum piece of your book, and and because now you know now we're in it and we're in love with it. But getting to that point, mm-hmm. right? Well, and and on that note, change your chain. A lot of times, people don't realize they're they're making some changes, they're adding this into their life, they're taking this action step, but they still haven't unhooked themselves. Mm. 
from a few things that are maybe slowing them down or keep pulling them back. So there may be some some baggage or some relationships or some some emotional stuff. There may be some things that you still haven't been able to disengage from. So so change your chain is about how do I change that thing that's keeping me tethered to something that I don't want to be tethered to anymore or it's, or it's preventing me from really picking up the momentum so and and part of that even could be your own boundaries that you've set for yourself and maybe maybe it's time maybe they're not serving you anymore maybe they you needed them for a while for particular reasons but maybe now they are kind of like fencing you in and you need to let them out a little bit or get rid of them so depending on the situation yes um, having the momentum means sometimes you also have to get rid of some stuff, let let go of some things. And also, yes. to your point about, you know, baby steps, you know, if you think about it, momentum and the tiny, tiny changes and people don't, I think that they minimize how important and how impactful small changes can be. Because if you look at it from the standpoint of if you've ever gone target shooting or if you've ever gone bowling if you've never you know you know that if you're not hitting the target you don't make a gigantic quick <laughs> fast huge change you you make a tiny tiny change because as yep. the as the city the ball or the bullet whatever is is heading toward the target that little teeny tiny shift you just made is gonna is gonna make a huge difference once it lands somewhere right right so so, you know, thinking that you have to just make a really big, huge, you know, do a 180, you don't. You don't. You just need to start small and stay consistent and build on it. That's fantastic. Don't you find, um, don't you find though, as, and, I, and again, I think you talk about this too, is when we're creating our new chain of behaviors, Right? our new chain of thoughts, our new chain of actions, that it also helps us break those old chains, right? Because as we're doing something yep. new, right? Yeah. Many, right? And it doesn't always happen. I get that. It doesn't always right. happen because we can still have hangups and, you know, those nasty things can come The wrong up. person in your life, you know, that you just need to call it a day. So, yeah, but I agree because sometimes, um, a lot of times somebody is so focused on what they are trying to stop doing or get rid of that actually they're putting so much energy into it, they just make it bigger. And so sometimes, depending on the person and, the, and what it is, the situation, it's a matter of taking all of your focus off of that which you no longer desire and completely and completely 100% on what you do want, and you basically just starve the other thing out. It just, it just goes away by default because you're no longer feeding it. That's fantastic. Well, do, you, do, you, do you realize that you and I have talked for an hour without Jigman <laughs> Floyd? No way. Yes, you and I have talked for an hour without Jigman Floyd. Wow. <laughs> I have, I, listen, I want to tell you something. Um, I have had a blast with you. Me too. I, I seriously have enjoyed it. I can't wait to, you know, really dig in deeper into your book. And so, and when we do this later on, but I have, I enjoyed you so 
very much. I enjoy what you're doing. I love your work. I love your attitude. I love your energy. And we're going to talk about that, I think, in the future of how all this changes into energy that changes, you know, our, our, ourselves down the road. But would you do me a favor and let people know uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? How do we that not just the book, uh, tell them about the things that you're doing because I know you're, you're a great coach and, um, and I know you're a great speaker and coach. So why don't you tell everybody how to get a hold of you and what's the best ways to reach you? So, um, like you said earlier, my website is always quick and easy, lauriebischoff.com, and it is L-O-R-E-E, so it's kind of different, B-I-S-C-H-O-F-F.com, and then, of course, you can find out what Private Coaching With Me is all about through there. Um, my book, Common Sense Happiness, is there. It links right to Amazon. Uh, my other book, The Food Print Plan, is there, which is a great ebook that you can download and um, it helps uh, helps you create your own uh, customized blueprint of a healthy eating lifestyle. So it's not a diet book. It it in it there's some coaching tools in there. So we work with your mental diet at the same time that we're working with changing your you know physical diet. Uh, so that's there. Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram. All the links to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter are all there. That's probably just the easiest way. Is just yeah. And uh, what else? Oh, We're Talking Shift. We're Talking Shift is my podcast it's on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google. And um, like you, I just love to I love to share information that just really helps people um, make the become inspired to make the changes that they want to make in their life and to hopefully find their own version of, of peace and contentment and happiness because it's going to be different for everyone. So I have, uh, you know, hopefully that you will uh, love to be a guest on my show as well. And we share great information to inspire people to, you know, create a life that they're in love with. I love that. You're going to romance your life. Just, yeah. just get the book, Common Sense, Happiness, Romance Your Life. Uh, listen, I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I had no idea what we were going to do today, but it was far more and better than I could yes. ever hope or imagine. And so I can only thank you. And by the way, I just want to let people know, Lori is so gracious and so kind i literally reached out to her and she actually responded back to me as some stranger i reached out to her and she was so kind to come back and uh and you just need to know that she she is really the real deal she really is sincere when she says that she wants to help people that really is the core the very core and heart of who she is and um, just experience, just uh, just the brief experiences I've had, it's just been unbelievable. And so um, I'm very grateful to you, and uh, you're going to be on my gratitude list as yeah. well. So um, as well. And I think, James, this is where I turn it over to you. Yes. Right? Well, this well, is actually your show. You know, <laughs> we, 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 we threw – I, I – I, I wanted to get this together because we uh, we had a heck of a, uh, a fun time with Lori the last time she was on. And uh, I, I always love getting Jay involved in these things because he takes things in like 60 different directions that I never thought it would ever go. And uh, so, uh, you know, this this worked out, you know, this the, 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 awesome. this was great today. I enjoyed this. And uh this was- and Jay, before we let before we let everybody go, we, we we got Lori's plugs in. Get your stuff in, homie. 
Yeah, thank you. So, <laughs> hey, listen, so it's uh, coachingmavericks.com. Uh, listen, if you're a maverick and you I just feel like you just don't fit into the mold, I coach mavericks because you're unbranded. You are your own person, and I am the same way, and I understand it, and I want to get you there, and I work with CEOs, CFOs, C-suite professionals, business owners, all the way. It doesn't matter. Also, um, also I do do some life coaching. Also, you can also go and check out my show, which is called A New Direction with Jay Izzo, and we literally interview best-selling authors like Lori Bischoff, who's going to be on my show, and we interview best-selling authors to help you find a new direction in your life, in your career and in your business, and in success and leadership. And we are so dedicated to that, that we are changing. We are now in over 60 countries around the world, and we are um, changing the world. And I believe in that show wholeheartedly. Uh, you can find me at jizzo.com. That's J-A-Y-I-Z-S-O. Um, yes, it is a Z and an S. Think Zsa Zsa Gabor. That would be me. Um, and, <laughs> and and And... I have a series of books, uh, everything from How to Do Social Media Without Spending Money on Marketing, which was the very first book, and then uh, the last book is Lessons from the Farm, Essential Rules for Success, available bookstores everywhere um, and wherever books are sold, including Amazon as well. And um, I think, let's see, oh, and then uh, if you go, uh, if you want to look me up, you can look up look me as part of the National Speakers Association. I'm a professional member of Speakers National Speakers Association, where you can find me. Uh, if you and by the way, I'm doing speaking engagements via Zoom. So um, I just spoke to a um, young group of young gymnasts in uh, young ladies in New Jersey. Believe it or not, who were a it always bit leads back to New Jersey on this show. <laughs> yeah, well, but, you know, I mean, think about it. these are young girls who are a little concerned. They, you know, they haven't been able to work out in the gym and, you know, things are not going to go right. They're going to get on a balance beam. They're going to fall. And I don't want them to be discouraged. They just need to understand that it's, that it's okay. And, and so that was all part of it. So, yeah. So, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm on every social media piece. If, if you can't find me, then there's something wrong with your browser. Okay. There it is. <laughs> well, uh, I always have to have you plug your hat there. You always, oh, right. you, yes. you, you well, always me, have yes. the... Let's talk about this. This is really cool because... Let's talk about this, brother. So, Command Sergeant Major Tom Satterley, who is in Black Hawk Down and spent 18 hours in a firefight in Mogadishu, has started this uh, nonprofit organization. It's called All Secure, and it's called allsecurefoundation.org. And basically what they do, him and his wife, Jen, is what they do is they help combat veterans and veterans who are alcoholics, drug addicts, and, and they literally offer their services for free. They get them counseling. They do sessions. Uh, they have professionals and uh, help them get jobs and deal with what we call PTS. We don't add the D because we don't believe it's a disorder. It's just, you know, post-traumatic stress. And so we, uh, I'm a big, I'm a financial supporter, but I'm also a vocal supporter of Tom and uh his wife Jen's group, and so that's what uh, AllSecureFoundation.org is about. And um, I'm I'm proud to be um, displaying the hat and the gear and stuff like that, and happy to support them. So if you will do the same thing, please go to AllSecureFoundation.org. Do they sell those hats then there? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, and they come in. By the way, they not only come in camo; they come in black and also blue. So you can get, and then. You can also get yourself a blue T-shirt, like I did. I'm not wearing it right now, but because I wore it yesterday, so uh, it's in the laundry. But yes, you get a blue T-shirt, and uh, yeah, and it's just a great, it's just yeah. a great organization. Yeah, 
I need the hat. Maybe the T-shirt too. So yeah. I'll check it out. And they have, and they have the, I think they have the women's V-cut too as oh, well. Nice. Yes. Nice. No, yeah. Yeah. No, Lori. I'm telling you, they've thought of everything. His wife Jen is a gem. She is. She's awesome. She yes. really is. And yes. he, he, his book is called All Secure, which, by the way, you can. Uh, he I interviewed him on the show, and his book's called All Secure. It's a fabulous read about the real life stories of being a Delta Force. He was, he was in that elite team called Delta Force. And so if you want to learn what 18 hours of a firefight was like in Mogadishu during Black Hawk Down, there was actually four Black Hawks that went down. And wow. he, um, he talks to be very, very honest about what he's had to deal with and why he started this organization to help um, our, our, our guys and gals. Yeah. Who, yeah, I have to deal with it. So it's, it's something I'm really proud to be a part of. I well, love I, it. I I'm always check it out. I, I always Please try do. to. I always try to make sure that Jay mentions that on the show because he always. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 th there's times I have you on. And you don't even. You don't even plug your own stuff. I'm like, yeah. you did. <laughs> I'm like, you know, as as they used to say in the wrestling business, you got to sell them gimmicks, baby. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> I mean, look, look at me. I look like I look like I'm a cartoon character. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, 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 thank you, Lori. Thank you, Jay. It's been an well, honor and a privilege, and uh, we will talk to you guys this is soon. Great, you guys, um, I've really enjoyed it. This is totally my pleasure. I that hour flew by, so I would love to do it again. It really, really was great. Thank you for having great. me. Thank you so much, and I look forward to having you on the, on my show too. And and I, I think we'll have equally a good time. Absolutely, <laughs> anytime. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank All you guys. Right. Have have yourself a wonderful weekend. There they go, uh, Lori Bischoff and Dr. Jay Izzo. As I always like to say, the biggest star in the business. Don't believe him? Just ask him; he'll tell you. And uh, that wraps it up here from our world-famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Find us on the old Facebook. Oh, the Facebook. And uh, then go find us on the Twitch. Find us on the Periscope. And uh, we will see you next time. Peace and chicken grease, everybody. Peace and chicken grease. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.